0: Excellent. Good. Uh, so, uh, as you know, this is the final day—the final day of wisdom—and um, we've all graduated, all looking very, very wise. Uh, so, I thought we'd end with wisdom by um, looking at Jesus, which you can't go too far wrong, can you, in life? If you look at Jesus. So, uh, we're going to have uh, a little reading. So, that will come up uh, on the screen. All being well, brilliant. So, it's uh, from a book in the New Testament, uh, from the book of Hebrews. Chapter 12, verses 1 to 4. And some of you may be uh, familiar with this, some of you might be uh, a bit new. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. Look into Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter, or the author of our faith who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross, disregarding its shame and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such hostility against himself from sinners, so that you may not grow weary or lose heart. Amen. Uh, so um, I'm off on holiday tomorrow, so don't, don't feel any obligation to contact me. But um, uh, I am off on holiday. That's not what I'm saying. Is but if you go on holiday, if you're lucky enough to go on a holiday, one of the questions I always wrestle with is because if you you know I like reading and things like that, is uh, what book should I read? Should I go on holiday? So uh, and, and you know you can take suggestions. I'm not kind of asking for any, but it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because you want to read a book where you kind of lose yourself a little bit, don't you? Where you're taken away from the kind of everyday stuff of life and you're kind of you know you're happy and you get lost in a book and I'm sure you've all got your favorite uh, authors but here's here's the thing they say is this that everybody inside them deep even you Freddie everyone uh, has a book inside them that they all want to write is that true is that true some of you are thinking some of you are nodding and some of you uh, have said I've done it already uh, uh, and uh, you have a bit that you want to write. Like you think, I'd love I, if I could. You know, this would be a great idea for a story. This would be a great idea of story. So, uh, to get us in the kind of writing frame of mind, we're not actually going to doing any writing, but story frame of mind. Um, talk to the person next to you. If you don't know them you know, just be bold as hell. I've got no idea who you are. and uh, uh, um, If you don't really want to chat with them, just look like you're praying. You're in a church. You can get away with it. It'd be quite all right to talk about the weather. Uh, but just say, and, and if you do have an idea for your best-selling book, don't give it all away because they might nick it. But other than that, you can trust them. Okay. So uh, just one minute, kind of, uh, if you could write a book, what would it be about? What are your ideas? Some of you have got them. If you haven't, just talk about the weather. Go, go, go. Excellent. Okay, I won't ask for um, any details, but um, <laughs> no, I won't. Uh, I'm going to keep going. Uh, but, um, but yeah, it'd be interesting. So it, it, would, it would be, I, I'm, as you know, I'm dyslexic and I, I've got loads of ideas for stories. And I often think to myself, it can't be that hard to write a story because all you have to do, because you've, there's just words, you just have to put the words in the right order, don't you? That's all you have to do. String a sentence together, string a story together, and you've made a couple of million. It'd be lovely, wouldn't it? So, so I've always thought I'd love to be able to kind of write a bestseller, and I've written loads in my head, never on paper or on a typewriter or something like that. But, it, but it'd be great, wouldn't it, to have that sort of skill. But, but the reality is, the sad reality is, that some of us, even though we've got these great ideas, we may not get, actually get published. So I may not. Sarah, you, yours obviously, will it's a brilliant idea and um my dad's written books did you know that they sell them on amazon yeah 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 like for loads of money because no one buys them so um but yeah there you go there you go there you go tell you what he wrote but anyway so but here's the great thing really and this is what this passage reminds us of that Even though we don't get to write our great kind of story, the beautiful thing is, is that Jesus is writing his story. He is constantly writing his story. And there's a beautiful bit at the end of John's Gospel where it says this, that John is kind of summing up all that Jesus did. And he said... Do you know what I suppose if we wrote everything down that he did I don't think the world would be able to contain the number of books that we could, that he that could contain the number of books to explain all that he did and the wonderful thing is that we're remembering this afternoon is that even though you know we might not have much of a story to tell but Jesus is the author and perfecter of our faith so he is the one who's writing his story in our lives, but here's one of the difficulties we've got. Is uh, next slide, thank you, Nathan. Is uh, this is what happens if you've got messy handwriting? You know, so what happens, you know, who here's got messy handwriting? Come on, who's here's dyslexic and got messy handwriting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who thought they'd be a doctor when they were grown up? Cause they had a, yeah, I thought I would be. And then I realised you need to know about chemistry and things like that. So, um, but what happens generally, not like if you have literally have messy handwriting, what happens is the teacher, back in my day, would just tear the bit of work up. But, um, but what I mean is, if your life is messy, okay, if your life is a mess... How, you know, what, and your faith is a mess. How, how does it still work when you're trying to kind of follow Jesus? How does it still work? And the beautiful thing is about this passage, it reminds us that he is the author and perfecter of our faith. You're not, as long, I know you think you are, and I know I think I am, we're not the author of our own lives. We think we are, you know, but we're not. Jesus is the author and perfecter of our faith. Parents, do th- we think that we're the author of our kids' lives? No, you don't, do you? You never think that. You like to think like that you have influence, but you don't, unless you're on TikTok. But, but Jesus is the author, isn't he? Just as we don't, can't control other people's life, Jesus is the author of our stories. Jesus is the author. And that means this, that if our lives get messy and we have messy handwriting and we do stuff that isn't quite right and do things that we can't quite make sense of, the beautiful thing is this, is that we can relax and rest because Jesus is the author ou and perfecter of our faith, not us. We don't have to know the end of the story. We don't know have to know how it's all gonna work out. We can just relax and trust that Jesus is the author and perfecter of our faith. I don't know about you, I like to know how stories end. Do you ever start watching a film, read a book, and then go on Wikipedia just to see how, how it ends and, and what have you? Or or you like to know kind of I get, I often think about my old school friends because we were at school before the internet and because I so I don't I'm not in touch with them. What are they doing? Doing now and how do they are they still alive are they something wouldn't be probably but you know what what kind of happened and all those sorts of and we want to know about other people you, you know and in the lion witch and the wardrobe lucy said to aslan about somebody else she said but i can't remember eunice or somebody i can't remember their names but what about this person what's happening to them why aren't they ever coming back to narnia and aslan said lucy it's their story it's not your story It's their story, it's not your story. And there's an element of when we're trusting Jesus to be the author of our faith, we have to give up thinking that we can write our story. Sometimes, you know, you have to do some of it but really it's Jesus who writes it and perfects our faith and perfects our lives and when we're looking at other people we're thinking gosh what's going to happen to them and how's it going to work out for them and are my kids going to survive or is this going to happen all about my friendships we have to trust that Jesus he's the author and perfecter of their faith we're not here to kind of worry and get anxious about everybody and everything he is the author and perfecter of our faith and because of that the scripture says this that we can run With perseverance, run with perseverance. So, isn't it interesting? The writers of the Hebrews, their image of 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 the Christian life is running, which is great because I love running. I run every day. Look at that. So, so what we're going to do in a minute. I've got some we're all going to just nip out okay we've got to run down the hot note uh, and uh, but that's uh, but that's that the image is that if we follow Jesus and if we relax with that and trust that he's the author of our faith he's the perfecter he completes it not us which is brilliant it means we don't need to know how it ends we don't need to know all the details we don't need to know kind of you know even if we, we kind of believing and doing everything right we can just trust in Jesus that then we run with perseverance the race marked out for us and I I love that image and the reason one of the reasons I love that image is this is that I can easily kind of go with um more comforting images with Christianity do, do you know what I mean I mean this is really strong we're going to run with perseverance the race marked out for us it doesn't say you're going to walk leisurely does it, it doesn't say you're going to crawl around or or f- Tom's going to come and do a fireman's lift and carry you. I know we'd all like that. Carry you to uh, to the finish line. It says that every single one of us can run with perseverance. There is a promise of energy. There is a promise of strength. There is a promise that we're not just kind of like muddling through or tripping through life. But actually, if Jesus is our author and the perfecter of our faith, not us, if Jesus is the one that we trust, not our own opinions and ideas and trying to work out our lives, if it's Jesus, he's our great source of wisdom, then we can run with perseverance. There is an energy to our faith. Now, you can run at different speeds. You might not be sprinting all the time in life, but there's that running with perseverance. And the word perseverance is the word endurance. And it's the word where we get patience. And it's not like... Um, it's probably not a good illustration. Not a um, sort of you know you get uh, when you think of patients, you get that kind of serene look of people who just sit there and look wise and patient and completely disengaged with the world. Basically, <laughs> don't because they don't care about anything. But anyway, so they're sitting there looking very wise, and, and uh, it looks like they're being sort of patient. But actually, this perseverance and this patience is is an engaged patience. It's the Greek word for sort of like an engaged perseverance, an engaged patience like you're going for it and you're going to keep going and you're going to keep going and you're going to keep going and and you keep going. And the reason you can is because we're trusting that it's not in our strength. It's not us trying to work it out or our energy. It's Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. It's Jesus writing his story in us. And if we do that, Jesus says that we can run with perseverance. But we're not on our own. At the beginning of the uh, chapter, at the end of chapter 11, it's this beautiful image of the saints kind of cheering everybody on and um one of the things I, I you know it's fantastic isn't it if you ever watch sports you know the olympics or commonwealth games whatever and you you see huge people cheering people on as they're kind of running towards the end it's that kind of image that that's the role of us, our church is that we get around one another we support one another and we encourage and cheer one another on and as sarah in a moment leads us uh, in communion we discover that actually one of the um theologies as it were of communion is we don't just take it on our own you'll notice in the liturgy we join with the worldwide church and for some we kind of imagine that actually we and we join with the heaven song you know holy 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 it's the song of the angels in revelation so we're joining as it were with the angels in heaven and all the saints cheering us on as we run with perseverance and we share the life of Jesus so let's pray together as we begin to get ready to uh do that and um Get running. (laughs) Loving God, thank you uh, for that promise that when we're weary and tired, that you will give us rest, but you'll also give us perseverance. And I pray for any of us here this afternoon who feel like we're not quite running as we'd like to. Lord, I thank you that you, Lord Jesus, are the author and perfecter of our faith, and we trust you. And I thank you that you write, even though sometimes our, our handwriting is messy, that you can bring uh, good out of messy handwriting, out of the mistakes that we've made. And I pray, Lord, that this afternoon as we share communion, we do it in the knowledge, we're joining the saints and the angels, and that we're cheering one another on and listening to you to cheer us on as we run with perseverance the race that you've marked out for us. In Jesus' name, amen.